I can't believe I got to do this stupid PSA as part of my parole. These two fuckos were the... They were to blame for me being in jail to begin with. Whatever. Where's the copy? Give it to me. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? This is Sonny Hollywood Pooney from Podcast Rock City, and you are listening to the Shout It Out Loudcast. It would absolutely shock me if you end up enjoying it, but uh, whatever. Good luck. up there kiss army thomas zeus with another episode of shout it out Loudcast, episode 118 box set disc three tom how you doing today uh, i think i'm doing better than you my friend you sound like you're uh, a little under the weather there it's a good thing it's not the uh the rona that's getting you there i hope no no thank god i'm vaccinated so that ain't it just nice. coming down with the run of the old mill cold that's about it um what's cooking over there nothing same old thing just uh celebrated easter uh forgive me or forgive us we forgot to wish people a happy easter last episode for those that celebrate uh finishing up with that my mom was in town from florida so yay mom uh she just left uh today it's wednesday april 7th so kind of uh getting back into the normal swing of life here so uh nah just hanging in here getting ready for more box set talk she should have been here as a special guest for our show oh yeah she she loves box set especially disc three is her favorite because she loves these demos <laughs> she loves the demos <laughs> big fan of the demos is she yes. um so yeah uh easter came came and went Oh, uh, that was a lot of fun for most of you guys still. I have uh, my Easter is not till later on. Yep. Uh, I think it's not till like the second of April. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, and uh, we still have Passover, I believe, for people. Yep. I think all that's going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on right now in the spring. And uh, Flag Day will be coming up. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't yep. know. Armitage Day as well. And Bastille Day. <laughs> Oh, that's a great that's a great rush song. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes. What's it called? Bastille Day. They have a song called Boston Bastille Day. Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out about it when we do that for the album review crew. Oh, yes. Bastille Day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's right next to it. Boxing Day. Yes, more Canadian holidays. Yes. Yes. Um, so what happened? We decided to do another box set disc. But before we do that, we usually hop on over back to what we talked about last week. And what was that? We talked about Kiss's appearance, uh, their first TV appearance on ABC's In Concert. We got into into some uh, details on that. We read some passages from a lot of the Kiss books, played you the audio of the show. I'm sure you guys went to YouTube and watched it. 
so that was a lot of fun talking about that. And the poll is uh, we have done four classic 70s episodes on uh, TV appearances here. So they are ABC's in concert, Paul and Halloween special, Mike Douglas show and land of hype and glory. That one's a little bit more unknown than the other three. So we wanted to see what you guys thought about which one did you enjoy the most. The poll is still going at the time of recording, but right now it's neck and neck between Paul and Halloween and ABC's in concert. Uh, land of hype and glory is dead last. I think that just because a lot of people don't know about it. It's not that popular. The other ones are very, very popular and famous, both video and picture and audio. People are familiar with that. So a couple comments on, on that. Uh, a lot of people really digging the uh, ABC in concert clip. Lee Bruton says uh, ABC first time on TV. It's special. The band is ripping with no interviews. It added to the whole mystique of the band. They look downright menacing pocket rocket ride. <laughs> Even though it's lip sync, the Paul Lynn special performances are iconic. Yes, that's true. Heavy Mayo, let's go, Paul Lind. Sterling Golden, easily the Paul Lind Halloween special. That show introduced so many kids to the greatest band of all time. And then some episode-specific comments. Um, that, was, that was a good episode last week. I had a lot of fun talking about that. Um, our buddy Steve, such an iconic performance. They look badass. Thanks, T and Z, for bringing such variety to your episodes. You have great subjects, so much interaction with your listeners. Great guests and all with your own brand of humor. Settle down, you fuckos. Great work as always. Thank you. Oh, Joel Hoffman coming with both guns blazing. I love it. I wish Kiss would have stayed in that stage of their existence. Just wonder if they would have lasted. That first live album was the turning point. Could they have stayed dark and dangerous and still been as huge as they became? I don't know, but history would have been very different. Yes, it would have if they stayed dark and dangerous. It was never going to happen. Lance, our buddy Lance, I enjoyed the book segments where those who were there watching stated things like the band would be gone in two weeks, yet here they are standing, which is another reason I love this band, defying the critics after all the years. He adds, I love how you guys stated the importance of Dick Clark, bygone era, when people like Dick Clark, Wolfman Jack, and other and other DJs were just as important in getting the new acts over. Yes, that's true. DG from Tennessee, great episode. I love how raw they sound here. Black Diamond is my favorite live song from Kiss, and they killed it on the show. Awesome. Twisted Kister, as big as the topic was, the cool and the gang commentary was the show stealer. <laughs> uh, yeah, we great. forgot some great lines from that, because if you listen to Misled, it's, she's as heavy as a, as Chevy. a Chevy. Oh, God. Yeah. Our buddy was, I, I, oh, I, you made me, by the way, you made me watch the video for misled. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Night. Oh, yes. It's ladies <laughs> night. And then the, you got the three guys in the back, like with the trumpets and stuff. And like, yes. Shuffle. They're doing a shuffle beat leg yep. kick and, yep. and flicking the, the, their, their brass instruments around. Yeah. Like, oh, yes, it's ladies <laughs> night. <laughs> oh, like, man. What's he say? Sophisticated mama. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to watch a great, a, a great version of that song, check out John Lovitz's performance in The <laughs> Wedding Singer when he does that. <laughs> Sophisticated great. mama. That's right. Oh, it's a great version. Jack Broad, great episode. The highlight was when Paul morphs into Saul Rosenberg and thanks the audience. Thank you. All right. And that's uh, that's Twitter. So thank you for all that. It was a good episode. We had a lot of fun talking about that. And thank you guys for interacting and enjoying with that as always. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Over on YouTube. YouTube. Anthony Stratus. 
badass episode about a badass band in its infancy. Keep rocking, guys. Yeah. Marty White. I remember taking the guys out for burgers and fries after the show. Only Paul and Gene went. Ace muttered something about he and Peter had to meet their connection. When we got to the diner, I was excited to see omelets made with prosciutto on the menu. (laughs) Paul sighed. Gene spoke. Marty White, you, the fan, can only get what we're getting. And we're getting a good American spread. Burgers and fries. You will not get anything with European ham. Jesus. Yeah, no European ham, Paul chimed in. Then Paul started weeping. Star child. Wait a minute, I gotta fix this. Star child. You, the singer, shouldn't be sad, Gene said. That's just it. We played three songs. I only sang one, Paul moaned. By that time, our food came. Gene shaped some fries in the form of a star. Star child. Someday we'll control Kiss, and you can sing as many songs as you want. Just then, Peter and Ace staggered in. Dick Clark was sitting in a booth hiding his face from public. When he saw Peter, he said, oh, my goodness. There's the best rock vocalist ever to appear on our show. Oh, God. Paul's weeping turned out to be crying. Gene patted Paul on the back. There, there, there. Star child. (laughs) What the Someday it'll be ours. Someday it'll all be ours. Uh, Anthony says, just wondering where was Private Cusano? Was he serving up the fries? Oh, God. Probably. And then Marty says, as a matter of fact, this was the night they met him. Matt Weller's dick. Goddamn Peter Chris is on fire in this episode. Star of the show. Craig Broderick. Great episode, guys. I had to pull the car over because I was laughing so hard over the Sal. I think he meant to say Saul. Thank you. Comment. Oh, yeah. So true. (laughs) Yep. Over on Facebook, Scott Donaldson. Great episode, Tom and Zeus. I'm no longer sad after last week's episode. After Paul's comments last week, there's no reason to release another Kiss album. I will just have to see Kiss in the past tense. Performances like this is why I have a 40-year obsession with them. I absolutely love when you both go off track. It, it cracks me up. Keep doing what you do. Keep the fresh approach you have to Kiss podcast as no one does it better. Wow. Just thanks, like, Scott. Just like the DOC. No one does it better. Peace out, Girl Scout. Chris Lathrop. A butt sex song as their opening salvo. Gotta love it. That's Chris from Pot of Thunder, too. Shout out to him. Nice. David Cathy puts a nice funny meme listening to comments from the previous episodes. David Zanit. Good old friend David Zanit. He's back. Epic. (laughs) Graham Richley. These type of episodes are why your podcasts are so great. They remind you why you love the band so much. This first TV appearance shows that Kiss were the ultimate risk takers. Fearless and willing to overcome initial reactions of, is this a joke to kick your ass? It truly is a message for life. and makes you proud to be a Kiss fan. This reinforces that all four original members deserve all the successes they earned. Great episodes, guys. This would perhaps be my number one. 
Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sean McNair. Great episode. Very well researched. The quotes of the book really add to the understanding of the history of the moment. Not just facts, but emotion of the thing. And your enthusiasm for the band is the icing on the cake. I know you get jaded about some things in Kiss World, but your excitement for this moment shows through. Good job. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. That's the whole point. I just don't understand how there are other podcasts and other people out there that are just like 100% gung-ho. Woohoo! Kiss World! Yay! Like, come on. There's obviously shit that pisses off, but it's stuff like this that dramatically, you know, overcome any of the negative stuff. Oh, yeah. This is why we're Kiss fans, but we can't live in a fantasy land where a Kiss never did stupid shit. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, Matt Wallace, listening to you guys talk about the previous episode, Pasta Station, made me think that Paul's vocal contributions are definitely the weakest part of that album. That being said, the auto-tune machine must have been smoking by the time they were done because that thing was working on overdrive. I don't I don't think there was auto-tune. I think he was I just think he was singing things that were easy for him to do. And, yeah, and covering and, and covering it up with the music. Mm-hmm. Got a kick-ass killer band. Oh yeah. Steve Steven Wood. It's so killer. The band was on fire, especially Peter. Peter Naysayers, watch this and be educated. Yep. Yeah. Great one, Steven. Joe Papalardo. Hey guys, great song. Just wanted to let you guys know that they in fact played Deuce to open, but it was so bad that they never saw the light of day. Notice notice they were never introduced, and that's why it looks like they're already playing when nothing to lose comes on. Gene still missed the song anyway in his book, not mentioning nothing to lose in his book. Interesting. Mm, okay. Wow. Thanks, okay. Joe. Okay. Oh, and Matt Wallace also added, now this is fucking Kiss. Songs about banging women in every way possible, including up the asshole. (laughs) Jesus. On that note, when I hear the song Firehouse, my mind goes back to a previous episode about a woman would be like in that song. I picture Bridget Fonda wearing nothing but a G-string, a fireman's coat, and a hat. And me spraying my fire hose all over her face. What the fuck is wrong with people? Happy Valentine's Day, boys. Dude, what just happened? It's April. It's April. Was that Sonny Pooney burner account? Because we know how much he loves Bridget Fonda. Man. God almighty. And you got some emails to read? I do. I do. Yes. So we got one you here from our, from our good friend, Tony Smith. I made a reference last week to the Sonic Boom song Stand being compared to the style of Jackson 5, I'll Be There. Zeus thought I may have meant the Four Tops. While the Four Tops did have a song called I'll Be There, the Jackson 5 had one as well. Different song, look it up on YouTube. Yes, we know. Towards the end, Michael says, just look over your shoulder. I had to research again myself before I retracted my statement. Yes, okay, cool, great. Neither one of those are good songs. Uh, on a lighter note, he says, cool in the gang. Loved hearing Tom go into his medley of cool hits. I'm surprised he left one out. He could have said of Gene's fireballs, it's too hot, too hot genie. Okay. Oh, is that anything to do with Joanna? I love you. Have you ever seen that video? Yes. 
I don't understand. It, why is he singing to like a 60-year-old waitress? Their video is a f- that that video is not good be- because that looks like a woman named Joanna. I, I, I don't excuse me for anybody out there who's married to a woman named Joanna. I'm sure they're very lovely. <laughs> but like, I just don't understand. Is he like imagine like and he them as when they were young? He fell in love with her when she was young. But he's like in his twenties now, and he's singing to a sixty year old woman who's like busting tables and picking up home fries. Maybe that's early like milf porn songs. Or I don't know. <laughs> she looks like her corns and her bunions are killing her. She looks like fucking uh, flow from the Alice's with Mel's diner. No, like, she looks like fucking uh, what's her name from the Jeffersons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, what's man. her name? <laughs> um, because Florence. Florence. Yeah. Like, Mr. Jefferson. Oh, God. It looks like it looks like Mr. Bentley. From next <laughs> Mr. <door>. Bentley. <laughs> Mr. Bentley and Ace Fraley. Could have a nose off. Oof! I don't know. Right now, we're gonna get. We'll get to Ace in a minute. We need to put them side by side. Okay. Towards the end of the the Jeffersons, Mister Bentley's nose was like fucking. Yeah, it, it that, was that, Ace that, proportion. That was Tip O'Neill territory, right yeah, there. It, yeah, it was out there. Oh, so, we'll, oh, we'll get to Ace a little bit later. Exactly. Ooh. Tony wraps up his email by saying the George Benson thing got me thinking of a new intro for you guys. You come on saying, what's up, Kiss Army? This is Tom and Zeus, and then cue up just the two of us. That's great, but Grover Washington sings that song, not George Benson. George Benson. Dude, George Benson, you can make fun of him. He is one of the most renowned jazz guitar. The guy is a spectacular musician, if you're into that stuff. The guy's fucking amazing. I know there's a picture I got from him when I was like six, seven years old, along with Styx's album, George Benson fucking album came uh L D came to me with this big head in the middle of the album. I'm like, who the fuck is George Benson? George Benson, baby. All right, then we got another one from Mike H. I'm a sucker for Kiss TV media for yes from yesteryear. I would buy compilations on VHS at Kiss Conventions anytime I saw one. If you haven't done so already, I would love to get your take on the famous Tom Snyder interview. That might have to be a two-parter. Thanks, Mike. That's a great email. And no, we have not gotten to Tom Snyder yet. We're saving. There's certain episodes like that. Phantom of the Park, the big whammy episodes that we're waiting to. The Tom Snyder thing is going to be a big one. And then we got another email from Stuart Holloway. He says, hi, guys. Greetings from Wales. Love the show. It's been a lockdown binge for me. Currently on episode 79. So I got a long way to go. Anyway, came up with a couple of show ideas. I thought I'd share with you. Apologies if they haven't been done in episodes I haven't hit yet already. And then he proceeds to give us some very nice ideas. Awesome. We love these kinds of emails. Thank you, Stuart, for being a new fan and listening. That's awesome. And thank you for sharing your thoughts. Uh, We'll keep those to ourselves. We're not going to start sharing ideas uh, on the chance that we end up using one for an episode. So, But uh, Stuart, thank you for reaching out and for your ideas. And uh, very cool. Thank you. Yeah. And Tom, I just want to have one more last comment here. Yes. This is on Facebook. Ray Farrell. Yeah. This episode encapsulated, don't use big words on the Kiss Show, <laughs> everything I love about Shout It Out Loudcast, a deep dive into a TV appearance that no one talks about, the passion that TNZ share with us, the fans, about Kiss in a five-minute session of hysterical, off-topic laughter about 
cool in the gang and George Benson. <laughs> Truly one of the best episodes so far. I hadn't watched this performance in 20 years, and it brought back great memories and feelings of why I love this band so much. Thank you, TNZ, for doing a great show on it. Keep up the great work. Shout it out loud, Cass. Well, my friend, you, the fan, Ray, are this week's comment of the week. Awesome. Ray, thank you, buddy. That's awesome. We appreciate that. And uh, yeah, getting feedback like that. We say this all the time, but it just that's what we love to hear. Keeps the show going. So thank you, Ray. Very much appreciated. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> and finally, Tom, I just want to give a quick shout out to one of our oldest and favorites. And that's our buddy Deuce. Deuce, we love you, brother. All is good in the world. And uh, we love that you uh, support us so much. So stay strong, brother. Absolutely, Deuce. You're part of the show, my friend. So stay strong. You're a good man. We know that. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right. All right. What's going on in Kiss World? So before we get into what's going on in Kiss World, we're going to get into what's going on in Kiss Album Madness Tournament World. So at the time of this recording on Wednesday, April 7th, we're in the middle of the final four. We got Destroyer versus Alive, which we strategically set up the bracket so that they would not meet in the championship. And on the other side of the bracket, a couple surprises with some people. Some people think we got Love Gun versus Creatures of the Night. I don't know how Love Gun beat Alive 2. Now, anybody who listens to the show knows how much I love Love Gun. I thought Alive 2 was going to cruise to the championship and maybe even compete for the championship simply because it's the best of Destroyer, Rock and Roll Over, and Love Gun, and those original tracks that people love. I I don't know how it lost to Love Gun. Again, I love Love Gun. That was shocking to me. And finally, fucking Creatures knocked off Ace. But I'll tell you right now, that was the battle for me personally. This is me speaking. That was the battle of the overrated albums, Ace versus Creatures of the Night. Um, 
And at the, as of this time right now, Destroyer is trying to trying to put up a fight against Alive. Um, again, by the time you hear this episode, the final four is going to be over. It looks like it's going to be Alive versus Love Gun, and that could end up being a curb stomp by Alive. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's um, it got to the point where it's a little predictable. There's not too many yep. surprises on this one. Uh, you know, sometimes they're lucky placement. If rock and roll over was on the other side, I don't know. Maybe that could be going to the final, you know, so we'll never know, but I'm glad that we got this thing going. Keep up the involvement. Let's see how it goes. And uh, thanks for everyone for playing along. Yeah. If anything, I love just the, the commentary, like people just flipping out over how this album lost or how it's getting beat in the polls. And, and that, that's what's it's just the, the passion. It's about the passion. It's about love. Not about gonna, no pleasures. No, it's not about that. It's about creatures of the night. It's about love gun. It's not about shit stained balls. It's not about shit stained balls. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, so Sanchez. It's not about the Cincinnati bow tie. <laughs> How does this make its way into every episode? Oh my god. Somehow it's somehow it's not about yeah. It, something gets said and. All right, and, and then the other, the other, and then we're getting into Kiss World. So the other major news that affects people like me and Zeus, because thankfully we're booked onto the Kiss Cruise with some of our friends, and we know some of you guys are too. And we're not going to really get into the politics or the uh, you know the 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 opinions, or I'm not at least about what this means. But they made the announcement that Norwegian cruise lines are going to s- sail. Uh, but they are going to require that every passenger on the Kiss Cruise must be vaccinated. So, you know, we're part of the Kiss Cruise Facebook group. It has been on fire since that announcement came. Um, you know, people just do what you want to do. Don't start trying to pass judgment and on social media and these forums and just just do do whatever you want to do. If you want to go on the cruise, go on the cruise. If you don't want to go on the cruise, don't. Me and Zeus are going to be there, and that, that that that's our. That's our personal private business, even though it's not personal and private anymore because we're talking about it. But anyways, so the good news is for us, looks like the cruise is going to happen. That's the main goal. Yeah. And Kevin Jepsen, don't worry about the men in black that are going to be put in the vial that's going to go inside you. And it's going to have the secret code to Russian satellites and all that other crap that you believe in. Put that shit away. Get fucking vaccinated and get on the cruise and quit your crying about that crazy shit. Would you people snap out of it? Get on the fucking cruise and let's have some fun. Oh, boy. I'm going to stay out of that one there. Yikes. Fucking Kevin. Come on. Boy, oh, boy. Did you you just go, oh, la choy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Remember that commercial? I I do. Oi. Uh, all right. So other kiss news we got, let's see. Uh, so on Sirius XM, there's a music talk channel called Sirius XM volume. Um, and the great Scott Ian from anthrax has a show on there called never meet your heroes. Um, and Scott talked with Paul Stanley and, uh, d- did a little interview about that. Talked about kiss, mostly talked about soul station, etc. Um, if you have the app, the Sirius XM app. And if you pay for streaming, you can go back and listen to that on demand. Um, if, if you don't have the app, I believe that that is the only way to listen to it on demand. If you missed it live on your actual satellite radio. So that was kind of cool. 
Um, and then we briefly talked about this last week about the Carmine of Peace and Vinny Apice new podcast that's on Pantheon. Yeah, the, the brothers that pronounce their names differently. Yes. Exactly. Hanging and banging with uh, Vinny and Carmen. So we talked about last time that they had uh, Tommy Thayer on. Well, they had Bruce Kulik on. So needless to say, we have to maybe do an episode with those guys and just talk rock, talk kiss, whatever, because everybody knows they have amazing history amongst the two of them. And how cool is it that they're also part of the, the Pantheon podcast group like we are. And then uh, we want to wish happy birthday to Paul's dad, who's 101 years young, as they say. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. That's awesome. Wow. Good for him. Good We've for him. We've talked about this in the past couple of years when it's been his birthday. Yep. It's great that Paul was able to patch up his relationship with him because he didn't sound like they were very close at all in his book. No. And it sounds like they've made some amends, and uh, that's good. I'm happy for them. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Good for Paul. Very nice. Very proud of him. It's very nice. Very nice. Um, Other than that, nope, nothing really going on. People holding their breath for the cruise. And again, that news about the vaccination stuff, maybe that means a a bright light for the cruise to take off in uh, the fall. So, oh, you forgot that our good friend and album review crew brother, Sonny Pooney, ran into Space Ace while he was in Vegas. Yes, he did. And what he claimed to us was that Ace could barely walk straight, and he was bumping into about five or six people as he saw him walk. Where the fuck am I going? But he was with that smoke show of a girlfriend. Oh, my God. She's my new bride. She's my new bride, and she loves me for my looks, not for my money. Hey, honey, where are we going to get those new Kiss sneakers that are out? Oh, God almighty. Can we talk about that? Because in the middle of just as we do every Wednesday, we're recording the text chat blows up. Now, I've seen these people have shared pictures. These are fucking horrific. I'm sorry. These look like if if Marty McFly was in Back to the Future Pot 4 and wanted to dress up as fucking kiss members these things are embarrassingly horrific and they are like sneakers and they're like 175 bucks or something i like i like the gene sneakers (laughs) what about ace ace is the best i want to know how come no vinny sneakers i want vinny sneakers i like kiss do you like kiss what's your favorite song oh uh, um yeah I'm I'm ho- I'm holding out for uh some uh Mark St. John Pumas. Dude, or- they're fucking brutal. Stop people, don't buy those goddamn things. Just Look terrible. Oh. You fucking put on a new box set, put the fucking sneakers and stupid shit away. Oh anyway. Dude, fucking terrible. But anyway, that was kind of topical. So uh what else we got in Kiss World going on here? We talked about Ace. What else? That's about it. Um, they're not doing much other than the usual Gene fighting with people online. Paul going around promoting his uh, soul station. You know, I couldn't do that music in the 70s, although I could. I just wasn't really into it. Whatever the fuck he was talking about. And uh, Ace is stumbling around at uh, the Orange Julius in the mall in Vegas. Yeah, 
<laughs> and Gene's doing interviews with that fucking old man baseball cap with his hair. It looks like he's got fucking earmuffs on because that fucking plastic hairdo that he's got sticking out of his head. Gene, come on, take that off. God. You can tell by looking in the eyes of their soul. Let me take these rock star glasses off. Dude, <sighs> dude, that is the hat. That That's a hat. That you buy at like mm-hmm. the checkout aisle at the dollar store. Like that that is not a hat the that the brim you is all fucked up. It's right. like I mean, an old guy, it's like your uncle or your, your grandfather has. And right. it's all fucking banged out. It's like he picked it up at the hardware store. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, wanna go fishing? I, like, like grab my cap. Gene, you <laughs> come on, dude. Oh, it goes well with this uh, orthopedic white sneakers. It's got those Velcro New Balance. She's got his alley gear sneakers on. <laughs> we talk about least metal moments. Gene Simmons off stage is a least metal moment. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Zeus, when I'm on the cruise, these have non slip soles. They're good for slippery surfaces. Especially when I play shuffleboard. <laughs> Gonna be all over that shuffleboard court. Oh. <laughs> Before we go on to our episode, let's uh, give a quick shout out to our Patreon fans. Um, P-A-T-R-E-O-N uh, dot com. You can go to Patreon or you can find the app and... Um, Learn all about how to support the the show and uh, what it means to be a uh, tier member and a subscriber to our Patreon account. You can also find the info in our episode notes wherever you listen to the podcast. And we always love to give a shout out to them for supporting us, and we really thank them. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so, so much for your support to the show. Um, and if that's something that you're interested in, you check us out, patreon.com. Thank you. Did you say, yo, check us out? Yo, check us out. And then somebody pulled your shorts down. <laughs> he kicked them in the nuts and then called them the F word in front of everyone. She did what? what? You didn't Ex- hang up on her, the girl with the big, big, big titties. Explain it to him. What's that boy talking about the telephone? Every damn night. Insane. Crazy. Crazy? Insane? <laughs> oh, man. This is a big titty 13-year-old girl. <laughs> Still the people at a bar about it. Oh, I great love it. fucking movie. Oh, God. The best. But we're on to box set disc three. This is our third episode about the box set. The previous two years, we did one and two. We're up to number three. And this disc incorporates 1976-1982. It's got 19 tracks on it, Tom. Do you have the track list there you want to read? I do, yes. Let's go. And uh, I'll start off with, uh, well, I'll run through the track listing, and then I'll, and then I'll air my grievances after that. Uh, so we got Detroit Rock City, King of the Nighttime World Live. Larger Than Life, Rocket Ride, Tonight You Belong to Me, New York Groove, Radioactive Demo Version, Don't You Let Me Down, I Was Made for Loving You, Show No Something, Shandy, You're All That I Want, You're All That I Need, Demo, Talk to Me Live, A World Without Heroes, The Oath, Nowhere to Run, Creatures of the Night, War Machine, I Love It Loud. 
Yeah. Now, that's 19 tracks. It's got the, the difficult task because this also, you know, this time frame incorporates the the uh, solo albums. So, it, you know, it's kind of tight there. You can't do all of them. Yep. So what we've done in the past with these box sets, we discussed the track selection and then uh, what was on it, what should have been on it and what 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 shouldn't be on it. And then in addition to that, we actually go and break down and rank the unique tracks that are on this specific unit. And that is three. We're not counting the Detroit Rock City because it's the edited version, but it's still the same version from the album. It just doesn't have the whole car accident scenario story slash uh, stuff in the beginning and the end. So, But Detroit Rock City is straight from Destroyer. So that's there. King of the Nighttime World is right from Alive 2. So the only thing that is different is the radioactive demo, the You're All That I Want, and they actually now call it You're All That I Need as well. That's the demo. And then the Talk To Me Live, which was new for us Mm -hmm. when we got the box set. For us, the fans. So so we usually talk about the artwork, and that is every disc on this has artwork from that era. What do you think of the artwork on this one? The greatest. This is my favorite era of Kiss. This is my favorite photo shoot. It's the stage of Alive 2, and it's a photo shoot. Oh, my God, this fucking picture. Gene with one arm up in the air, so the bat wing is fully exposed. Paul with the lips pursed and a little shuffle going. Ace with one foot up on the stage on the drum riser. Peter behind the drums, everything all lit up. Absolutely fucking perfection right here for me. One of the greats. Yeah, it's it's Love Gun uh, costumes, I believe, correct? Oh, yeah. This is the live to Love Gun stuff. So, yep. But I look at that and I see the stage and the stairs on the cover. Yep. And my mind goes to the Love Them, Leave Them video. Oh, okay. Yep. But this is a great photo. Oh. Kissing big letters, the band is going out. Gene is like, Yeah, rock and roll with his hand yep. up. And then, in addition to that, if you pull out the disc, you've got the version, and it looks like I don't know what Paul's got that star guitar. If you notice that, yep, yep. Um, I Gene looks like this is from the dynasty era now, but I can't yes. really tell. The picture's a little dark if that's Paul in the in the purple suit that he had on the costume that he had for dynasty. Yeah. But it looks like the dynasty era. Yep. Uh, in the middle is a photo of the band from obviously the love gun era. And it's a nice clean photo, a nice good photo shoot. Yep. And then inside is like they, they've been doing in the past four shots of each individual band member action shots. They look fucking super cool. Yep. I think that lot, I, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, what sticks out are those four pictures of everybody. Okay. So the first thing is, so when you, when you, when you flip over, so when you slide the, the booklet out before you open it up, you get that, that iconic group photo of them in their love gun suits that, yeah, kind of like from the cube session. I think that's probably what that's from. It's like just that amazing, my favorite era. They just look spectacular. Uh, and then like Zeus said, you open up the booklet and I was looking at this closer 
That is unmasked era because Eric Carr is behind the drum kit. So that's the it's the oh, same I can't guy. tell. That's great, yep. Tom. Yep, I just looked at that very closely. So it is the every it's the dynasty costumes, uh, just with the addition of Eric Carr. So it's unmasked. And that guitar, that's a good thing. You I've never fucking seen that guitar that Paul has. That is weird. Very weird. Yeah. Paul doesn't look like he has the dynasty costume on though. It? No, it looks like he's yeah. I mean, Gene and Ace, that's definitely the dynasty. Paul has something different going on, or it looks like he has like that a, a different top. Um, but then you open it up and those individual photos, just iconic Gene right in front of Sam, the serpent blood all over him. Just awesome. Peter singing, probably singing hooligan. Yeah. Uh, and just, just great pictures, great pictures. My favorite era. So very, very cool. And then in addition to that, the back of this box set, yep. disc three has Peter as yep. the kind of background photo of a band member mm-hmm. when it lists all the tracks on the back of the CD slash album. Yep. All right, so we'll start talking about some of the tracks. And I just want to air out my grievances here with my big problem here. So disc two was 1975 to 1977. And it ends with um, Love Gun songs, 1977. It ends with uh, an unreleased demo and then another demo of Love Gun. And then you get this disc three. Somebody really needs to explain this to me. This disc says 1976. To 1982. So it goes back a year and it does that for one reason only. And that is so it can put the studio version of Destroyer on when in Rock City. uh, I'm and it does that so it can put the studio version of Detroit Rock City as the opening track when on box set disc two, it had studio tracks and destroyer, it had great expectations, Beth, and Do You Love Me? I don't understand why they didn't just start off this disc with 1977 and have it be Detroit Rock City going into King of the Nighttime World from Alive 2. Why would you not do that? Why would you include the studio version of Detroit Rock City and edit out the car crash stuff? Why not just have started off with Alive 2? You know, you wanted the best, you got the best, go into Detroit Rock City, then go right into King of the Nighttime World. That, I don't understand that. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, maybe there was a, a radio edit version of this going around back then. And although the song came out in 76, this is out in 77. But again, they, they label the album 76. Right. Yeah, you're right. They should have just done Detroit Rock City right from Alive 2. Right. Or better yet, they should have just done Shock Me from Alive 2. Yeah, something. Uh, but, but, I, but I think there's the only track- one song from Alive 2. Yeah, exactly. It's King of the Nighttime World, which is uh, that's just weird. Like, because because if I recall correctly, I'm going to pull it up right now as we speak. Disc uh, one had uh, I'm sorry. Disc two had four songs from Kiss Alive Mm -hmm. and disc three has um, one. Technically, it it refers to them as three because that's larger than life and rocket ride because those are on live too. So that's how they cover that Mm, base. Yeah, I guess so. But but they're not live, which which like you said, Detroit Rock City. That's a great version of that because it starts off. You wanted the best, you got the best, the hottest band in the land. You know, Detroit Rock City, and then those those sister songs go right into King of the Nighttime World. It's just kind of a weird setup for me, but you know, that's just a nitpick for me. Now, as far as the selection. So yep. I would have I would have said that if you're gonna go this way and you're going to live too, 
If you're doing that, then I believe, well, they have the, the studio version of shock me. Yeah. Everybody the, knows in quotes, the shock me because the Paul introduction. Exactly. So I would have made that one of the live songs on, a, on this box set disc three. Yep. But they chose not to, but what else would you put live? Um, what I mean, I love Ladies Room Live on Me a too. Live. I I love that version. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, maybe the version of God of Thunder. I mean, that's that's live. Yep. You know, Alive Two is famous. But yeah. All right. So they if they're gonna pick studio tracks and they only took two, I they may have picked the right two. Oh yeah, if you're talking about larger than life and Rocket Ride, yeah. I mean, I, I personally love All American Man. Rocket Ride's definitely going to be in there, and maybe the, maybe the inclusion of Rocket Ride is why they didn't include Shock Me Live. They're like, yeah, we're not giving fucking Ace two songs back to back here because he already has a, a couple other songs on this, and we'll talk about that later. So yeah, I could I could see that you know that push push the the original tracks off of a live two. They can kind of check off that box. I, I get that. Yeah, and then you're going to get into, after the Alive 2 songs, then we get into the bo- the solo albums. Yes. Paul, they take one song from each, but Paul, they took Tonight You Belong to Me. All right, I can see it. That's the opening track. People know that song. Um, it's not my favorite. I think it's your favorite, but it's a lot of people's favorite. So I can see that being the pick. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. It's probably my favorite. I mean, there's a bunch of these that are my favorite. So I'm just glad that they picked a, a rocker and not, you know, friggin' hold me, touch me like they did on the when they released that Euro, that European best of the solo albums. And that was on there. Yeah. So so I won't argue with Tonight You Belong to Me. I love Ace, that. New York Groove. That's the hit. Yeah. So I, I get it. Yeah. Um, but see, that's the problem with box sets is that. I know that they have to walk that fine line between giving you the hits and giving you unreleased things or demos or live. I get that, but New York Groove, at least give me the live version of it because there's a live version that exists. I don't know. Then we get to Radioactive, the demo. You're my food, you're my water You've got to be the devil's daughter Just here, in this bar You've got the power to know you are She's radioactive 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 She knows how I feel She knows that it's real She wants it all the time Without the spooky intro, it's not the same. It, and this version is just, it's just like a watered down, like poppish kind of song. And he got Peg Bundy in the background singing on this. Ah. Usually something in a demo, like piques my interest on these demos from Kiss, like the God of Thunder demo, 
one that we'll be talking about, and then the one previous to the episode box set disc two, Mr. Speed. Like, I love those. You know, Bad, Bad Love, it's different. Something. Give me something. But, ooh, I didn't like this version. Dude, this is so bad. I'm sorry. I, I remember how disappointed I was when I got this box set. And this came out in 2001. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be great. And I'm like, first of all, my favorite song off the Gene solo album, Every, pretty much everybody's favorite song off the Gene solo album. And it's the mm-hmm. one that you fuck up and give us a demo version that, like you said, it excludes that great demonic intro mm-hmm. and it strips away the balls of the song. It's very weak. It's very, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's very lame and, and, and wimpy. It, it's, it's not the radioactive. And I understand, yeah, here's a demo. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't like it at all, <laughs> at all. And then with Peter, they went to Don't You Let Me Down. All of a sudden now, if you notice, because this one on the box set, people go to this song. It's funny, you know, because when they do like a greatest hits or something like that, they'll throw this in there for Peter or whatever. But I don't know. I think they usually either put in a like tossing and turning or uh, you matter to me. If you really want to do something different, you got to put in. That's the kind of sugar Papa likes hooked on rock and roll or I'm going to love you because those songs I think would track somebody be like, oh, well, maybe this isn't as bad. This is pretty good. But when you put in, don't you let me down? You it, it it's just I like the song, but it's a stereotype of what everyone's opinion is of the Peter Chris solo album. Yeah, that's, it's that's not changing anybody's mind. Yeah, that, that's a good way to put it. I, I like the song too. I mean, it's no secret you and I both like Peter's solo album, but this is the this is the AM Gold cliche shit that Peter takes for his solo album. And if you you, you could have put on, so, you know, "You Matter to Me" is kind of disco ish. Uh, his version of "Tossing and Turn" I actually really like, or like "Hooked on Rock and Roll." Those are all songs I have a little something to 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 little something extra to give. Don't you let me down is exactly like, oh, God, no wonder this album takes a beating. That being said, I like it. I know you do, too, but kind of an interesting selection. Stereotype of what everyone believes that's on that album. It is. It is. And then we're uh, going into Dynasty. So with Dynasty, you take the two biggest songs. I was made for loving you. Sure. No, something. So. Kind of they're not doing any greatest hits without putting I I was made for loving you. No, no. kind of uh compilations not gonna have that i like that they put sure no something in there i don't know only two songs from there what do you think I, that, that was i was just gonna say how the fuck you give this album two songs you got three songs I mean, we'll get to it but you got three songs from unmasked you got three songs from creatures of the night you got representation from the four songs and then you just throw in the two songs i mean like, if you want to throw the big songs i was made for loving you and show no something throw a deep cut in there Give us hard times or charisma or, or or another Peter song, Dirty Living, something that people don't know. And that's the thing that I like about box sets is you 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 mix and match the popular with the unknown. And I think they did a disservice by not including a, a deep a third song there, making it a deep cut. A lot of people love charisma. I'm just I'm not me, but I know a lot of people right. love that song. Right. And, and when you do that, it gives another so- a song like that some life. Yep. All of a sudden, yep. people start recognizing, picking up on that. Like, oh, are they going to play Charisma this year's concert? Right. You know, when they when they used to throw out a random song here and there, Charisma could be one of those that they could throw out. But yep. no, that's agreed. neither here nor there. Yep. Um, 
Then they go to Shandy, which you knew they were going to do from Unmask. Yep. So it fucking kills this CD. <laughs> and then they go to You're All That I Want, You're All That I Need. Obviously, this is the demo, and this is another unique thing. So the fact is that this is what the full title is for the demo. Obviously, on the album, it's just called You're All That I Want. Right. So this, I, I again, this is Mr. Speed to me. This is a different version, but I like. Uh, it works for me. It's like acoustic. It's it's like a like you know this is Gene with this Beatles esque. It just reminds me of the late seventies and early eighties. It reminds me of my youth, and, and this is why that song always works for me. And this is a more mellow version. And if you notice on this specific song, okay, on the lyrics on this, both time on the ver- on the verses, Gene only sings. The first two lines of each verse Yep And he doesn't finish the other parts to it It just goes into You're all that I want Yep um, He adds more to it And I think even says so in the box set That when Vinnie Poncia came in That's why he gets a writing credit on it But on this I believe Gene did everything And he even says uh, About Paul I believe Paul came in and played for him on this And let me quote what he says About Paul coming in here He says Paul graciously offered To come down and help me do the demo Wow that's pretty cool I know but like I, You never hear Paul talk about that Oh never Gene did it. But 
Gene did everything else on this yep. album. On this, yep. And if you see a lot of the demos, Gene does a lot of the demos. He'll do the fucking drums if he has to. Yeah. And uh, I think the song works. I love it. Just I feel like this is something you could just sit by the ocean and have this play and the waves crashing and listen to this and just some, you know, just listen to the acoustic music sitting there with your girl and listen to this. It just takes me away to a place and it's not common. I could ever say that about a Gene song. When does Gene write love songs? And when is Gene writing a love song in makeup? Uh, no, right. you're right. Now, sh- like, yeah, Shandy, that's going to be there. Now, as far as you're all that I want, or as they call it, you're, and you're all that I need, I, I like the original. I mean, I love Unmasked. I know that you hate Unmasked, you, you know, that, and that's fine. This version's okay. I think this version would have made a better place on his solo album because it fits that Beatlesque acoustic yeah. style. I, I miss the, I miss the, that glot, the glossy pop production of the unmasked version which i like better this is not bad but it really transforms the song into something into like a new song it's a different song yeah i just find this to be a lot more raw and like yeah simple it is. And things like little rod stewart just a guy on a guitar and things like the, that yeah and the guitars sound great yeah yeah and i like like they have a demo of this and that's another track yep, yep. i'd rather have a, a a demo version of a song on this than Oh, here we go. Love Gun, Detroit Rock City, Strutter, yep. you know, God of Thunder. Like, give me something like, oh, this has You're All That I Want as a as a demo. Oh, this has Mr. Speed as a demo. Oh, you know, I, I, I enjoy it. And then for the third track off of Unmasked, they give us a live version of Talk To Me. This one's called Talk To Me. which I think is awesome because I'm a fan of that song. And when I hear this, I'm like, okay, so you could have maybe thrown in, maybe there's other live stuff there that you could have thrown in there. I mean, obviously you're not going to have a live three. I mean, you just had a live two in 77. So you're not going to have another live album, but I, this is the kind of stuff I like a song that I like with a live version that we had never heard before. So this, I was excited to hear this and I I like it. And I like, I like how it has an intro from Paul. Mm -hmm. You know, I like that. Uh, and I think that makes it kind of more fun to listen to. I like this version too. I love it live. Yep. And I'm, you know, I'm curious because you're like, oh, is he's going to butcher this? Is he's going to butcher it? You know, and he pulls he's it okay. off. Yeah, he's yeah, okay. He he's pretty good. Off. Yep. Yep. So now we're off to the elder. <sighs> somebody told somebody that a world without heroes should be fucking promoted. I don't know who told them that. I don't know who told them to put it on the box set. I don't know who told them to put it in the unplugged set. I don't know who's telling people to do a video for this, but they're fucking insane. 
Yeah, they select. I mean, it was the it was the single for the or it was a single or whatever. It was released when the song yeah. when the album dropped. I mean, I love that they. I mean, I I don't hate the song as much as you do. It, it's like we've said many times before. It's not a very kiss song, but they're gonna throw it in there. What I should have been in there. If they're gonna do two songs, them it's the oath and I. That's how I look at it. But you're right. It's the single, so they gave it to him. Yeah. Pumped that they have the oath. Song kicks ass. I'm pumped that they have the oath too. I just wish that they threw another song from the elder on here. Again, breathe new life into the album. Throw eye on there or throw dark light or Mr. Blackwell or somebody that has the box sets be like, wait a minute, what the hell is this song? This song's pretty good. Yeah, I thought I thought the uh, chance. Yeah, I thought the elder was all just a boy in Odyssey. I didn't realize there was a song on here with like a ace solo or something like that, or you know, throw one of those on there. But they did they chose not to, but at least the oath is on there. Yeah. Um, then they put one song of the original four tracks from Killers on Nowhere to Run. You're gonna put one song, you put that on. Absolutely. They hit that one out of the park. That's yeah. the one song you put on Killers. That's a no-brainer. And, and I think that works. One song from Killers on here is perfect. Nowhere to run. Great selection. Great way to go. Yeah, I love that they acknowledged Killers and, and put something on there and picked the right one and didn't try to force feed us partners in crime or down on your yeah, knees or something. That, be honest, though. Isn't that something that you would fucking picture them doing? Yeah. Oh, here's partners in crime. Yep. You'd be like, what? What the fuck is that song? Who picked this song of all the four? <laughs> exactly. It, it, uh, they didn't do it. So nope. they put the they put the they put the best one on there. All right. Now we get to the three songs from Creatures of the Night. Yep. They have the in, they have the title track, War Machine, I Love It Loud. The last two definitely should be there. Creatures of the Night. Yeah. I can see that. Look, I'm not gonna I don't have a problem with this, but again, we've said it we've said it throughout the CD. Throw something else in there. Throw it because th- Creatures of the Night, you know, it opened up a live three. People know it. War Machine and I Love It Loud were the big ones from it. Th- throw, throw, I, look, I like Creatures of the Night. I'm not saying it shouldn't be there, but throw something else in there. Throw, maybe throw I Still Love You in there. Give that song some life that it never had before. You know, throw in Killer or Satan Sinner or, or, or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm if not arguing. I not, Still I'm, Love I'm, You Unplugged is on. I'm sorry. You're right. Okay. So, that's right. It makes okay. sense, and I, that's a great version of yeah. Unplug if you want to promote Unplug. That's true. The, that's true. But the way I see it, Creatures of the Night opened their tour for a couple years. Yeah. And it also was the opening for a live three. Yeah. I mean, it, I, here's the problem, jerky. <laughs> if we talked about, oh, throw I in for music from the elder. You imagine the fucking people that are like, dude, you put two songs from Creatures and three from the elder. That's what you'd be like. People are like, well, are you fucking yeah, I mean, your mind. I mean, I wasn't necessarily, I know what you're saying. I mean, I, I wouldn't That's take what a, you're, you're doing when you I do wouldn't that. take a song away from creatures. I might just maybe put something, but you're right. And we, we said this, that creatures I did open up a live three and that was a big song for them. So, yeah, the only thing I would think about, and I don't think the album works with King of the nighttime world opening up live. No, take out Detroit rock city. No need to, for it to be there. Put it on the previous album. Either that or make it the live version. Put it on the previous album and put Shock Me as a live version on this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, did, I don't understand, and, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to obsess over this again. It's, it's my OCD kicking into gear. Why did you put original Destroyer tracks on disc two, but you're putting the edited version of this? Is, is, it, is it so they could have it be track one? 
Is it because they want it to be the first song on the CD? Maybe I don't know. King of the nighttime world can never be played without Detroit rock city preceding it. Right. But instead, but what you do here, you put one studio, one live instead of both studio, both live. I don't know. Yeah, that, it, that, that, that just bugs me. <laughs> someone's like, oh, isn't that one track kind of Detroit Rock City, King Town, Nighttime World? They always play right after each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, I know. I know. Well, that's the album selection. Yep. We talked about what tracks could have, should have, didn't, whatever, go in. And then we talked about the three original tracks. Now, how would you rank them, Tom? Radioactive, you're all that I want, you're all that I need, and talk to me live. Okay, radioactive definitely lasts. It's so bad. It's just so bad. It's it, 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 it's so different from the awesome the awesome classic studio version. So that's terrible. Uh, I'm gonna put you're all that I want, you're all that I need second. I'm not crazy about it, but I like it because it's 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 different, but it, it but it's listenable. Unlike the radioactive demo, which is terrible. And I'm putting talk to me live first. A, I like that song. And I like hearing new live stuff that I've never heard before, especially when it's Ace singing. So de- definitely talk to me, number one for me on the on the, the rank in the three. Well, for me, I would I agree with you. Radioactive is definitely number three. Yeah, I, I would switch the other ones. Uh, okay, I like talk to me live, and you're all that I want. It's actually something I go to. I like putting that on. Okay, the demo version, and that's my number one for this. Nice. Lastly. We ranked these box sets. Last time we ranked box set disc two, both of us put that as our top and box set disc one as number two. Yep. So where are we ranking disc three, Tom? This this is not easy for me because this encompasses a lot. This is, encompasses an era I love. I love a live two solo album, Dynasty Unmasked. I I like Elder. I love this era, but it's really tough to knock off disc two because disc two has come on and love me. The live version. It's got the Mr. Speed demo version. It's got don't you hesitate. And then it's got shock me and I stole your love. And it, that, that disc is just, it's just top shelf for me. So I got to put this one right behind disc two, right behind it. It's very, very close. This is going to be disc three will be number two. Very close though. What about, what about you Booker? Okay. So you're going disc two, number one. Yep. Disc three, number two. Yep. Disc one, number three. Correct. Yes. Okay. This is really tough. It is. See, this is, a, this is a great disc. I there's I love the demos because they're just you know it, it, Kiss fatigue. You listen to something that is new from Kiss, you love it. Yep. Um. So I love all the demos, but some of them are ooh, like I yeah. can't like Lita. Come on, oh, no. And I don't need a, anything for my baby going blind on disc one. But then you get into disc two, and I'm like you. Don't you hesitate, Mad Dog? I go to those. Yep. Uh, there's no reason for me to listen to fucking great expectations in Beth all over again. Um, and love is blind. is just, Oh, Oh yeah. Oh, not good. However, this three has Shandy on it. (laughs) (laughs) And although I love, you're all that I want. You're all that I need. This has Shandy on it. Oh, come on. It's one song out of 19. (sighs) 
It's a big song. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, what is that? That's going to make some big decisions. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's uh, Meet the Parents. Yeah. It was just one shot. It's a big shot. Well, Florence Nightingale here can. <laughs> exactly. It was a big shot. It was one shot. <laughs> a big shot. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at this, Tom, and I, I'm kind of contemplating here. I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to do the same thing you are. Okay. I'm going two is number one. Uh, and I, you know, don't you hesitate, Mad Dog and Mr. Speed. I love Bob Kulix, fucking yep. little guitar things that he does to the song. His guitar fills on every other verse. Oh, killer. Yep. Then I will go disc three only because Shandy's on it. It wasn't number one, as yep. my number two is disc three. And then disc one, not far behind as. Number three, and that's because it's got I like some of the demos, but Lita and Ladies in Waiting, anything for my baby going blind. Like it's got oh. some rough, it's got some rough selections on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, looking rough. Yeah, exactly. It was looking good. Yeah. 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 So that's our discussion of the box set disc three. Hell yeah. And I brought this up early. I I would th- th- before we even kind of w- were kind of really getting into this. Um, I threw up on our on our shout it out loudcasters you Facebook page. Up? Yeah, I threw up. Um, I threw it up on our loudcasters page just as like a conversation piece. I'm like, shit, it's 20 years this fall that the box set came out. I wonder if they're gonna do anything. Re-release it like on vinyl, re-release a mastered new set. Like, are they gonna acknowledge it? 20 years, or are they just gonna post something on their Twitter page 20 years ago the box set came out? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know, it'd be this- cool. You don't have this on vinyl, huh? And uh, it was never released on vinyl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, oh yeah, well, you people must be losing their mind. Yeah, yeah, I'd love it. Yep. Yeah. So, so we always go into questions next. What do we got? Yes, questions. Always a good time from our fantastic listeners here. Hi, this is Ed Spangenberg of ClickTeaShop.com, and for all your shouted out loudcast gear and merchandise. Please visit clickteeshop.com. At Click Shop, you can find lots of KISS-inspired t-shirt designs, plus mugs, hats, hoodies, pillows, and all new fine art selections. And now, here's your question of the week. Okay, let's go to... We kind of talked about this before, but I want to bring it up again because it's been a while. And this is a topic that I don't get tired of. We're not going to, we're probably never going to do an episode on it, but every once in a while, I like, I kind of like checking in and see where we're taking our temperature of the kiss world here. This is from our good friend, Zandon Black. Would you be interested in hearing kiss without Paul and or Gene in the future? Would you expect new material from this version? And would you see them live? I don't want new material. I would see them live. You would. Mm-hmm. What if it was both Paul and Gene gone? I, w- I wouldn't want new material. I'd see them live. That's it. Same thing. So if it was like two other guys replacing Paul and Gene, you'd see them live. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. Man. If Tommy's in there and Eric is in there. And like we talked about in the past, and you got fucking, I don't know, Phil Schaus and Todd Kearns doing the, the vocals. 
Okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna give me that caveat that it's gonna be guys like that or like well, maybe that's what I, I would expect. Maybe like, I would, yeah, but it, it would be so hard for me to kind of reconcile that just because they bring so much to the stage. Their 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 persona, their stage presence, their vocal ability, the little nuances that they add when they're not singing, the movements, how they play, like that would be tough. That would be tough for me to acknowledge that I'm not seeing that. It would be tough. I, I wouldn't rule out that I wouldn't that I wouldn't see it. I w- but I'm I'm like you. I don't want new material from them. No way. I don't want. I don't want that. Yeah, it's not Kiss. No, it's not. But I would see it live. I would probably see it live just out of curiosity. Be like, all right, I got to go see this. I got to see what I think of this. Um, Shit, I'd see the Talisman now. So why wouldn't I see them? Oh yeah, Eric, no, at, with Eric and Tommy. Yeah, but the Talisman are touring as Kiss. They're touring as the Talisman. Yeah, but I want to see them. What's the difference? No, I you know, you know, no, it's a good point. And that's a great question, Zandon. You know, you're we know you're you're a big fan of the show. You're part of the Shout It Out Loudcast family. So thank you for that question. Uh I, I'm sure a lot of people have different opinions on, on that. And of course, you'll get people with the cover band comments, et cetera, et cetera. But uh it's a good question though, definitely. Absolutely. Uh Tom, where can people find us? All right. So best place. We always talk about our email address. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Please send us your questions, comments, feedback, show ideas like we got today. All that kind of stuff, please. Most of them we'll read on the air. Some of them we'll keep to ourselves and we'll discuss off the air. But we do read everything you guys send. Every email that you send, we read. Uh, So please continue to do that. And then, of course, we're active on all the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And uh, on Facebook, we have the great Shout It Out Loudcasters Facebook group. We're approaching 2,000 members on that group. So jump on in. It's growing by the day, and it's awesome. People sharing pictures and stories and polls and opinions and just good stuff. No toxicity there. And um, we mentioned earlier we're on part of the great Pantheon podcast network of shows tons of great shows on there and our show can be heard on all the big platforms wherever you're listening to us now there's other places too but if you're if your you know favorite particular platform might not be there and you're listening on a different one let us know but uh we are on uh, all those places so you you can find us pretty much everywhere yes and i always like to tell people they can dm us on facebook instagram or twitter and you can always uh, find us on our email, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Please go and give us one of those five star, star. child reviews on Apple iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, if you do, we're definitely going to give you a shout out. And also, if you can, our YouTube channel is growing. And uh, if you can subscribe to us there, we greatly appreciate it. And don't forget to get any of your Shout It Out Loudcast gear from Ed at clicktshop.com. Ed at clicktshop.com. So you can buy any of your Shout It Out Loudcast shirts. They even have the new album review crew uh, shirt up there now, Tom. It looks pretty good. It's like retro looking. It's awesome. They did a great job with that. Yeah, Ed designed that one for us as well. So any of your Shout It Out Loudcast gear is available there. You can take check him out. And then just keep the feedback coming. That's how the show grows. That's how we actually have our fun is uh, continue to interact with us, whether it be on social media or direct messages or emails. 
whatever works for you, let us know. We continue to do that. And then if you want and you're interested in contributing and helping out the show, please take a look at our Patreon account. See if anything there interests you. If you like and you can, we'd always appreciate your support. And we always tip our hat and say thank you to those that are already on Patreon for us. So thank you there. And, uh, Tom, we always end our show with famous last words. You got any? Ooh, you know I'm feeling sorry. But I know that won't do. Ooh, looks like there's no tomorrow. There's no tomorrow without you. Baby, don't you let me down. Don't you let me down. Don't you leave me lonely. That's a good song. You people need to grow up and give that album a chance. It sounds like you have fucking Melvin Franklin in there from the temple. Don't you let me down. Don't you let me down. (laughs) What's what's that one? Go to him. (laughs) Go to him. (laughs) But I I don't have anything to give. Go see the son of Christ. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. If anybody knows where that's from, go to him. Yeah, you'll Please get you, you, you might you might get comment of the week if you can jump in on what that is. Yeah, if you can tell us where we got the go to him. Um, <laughs> oh man, that'll be great to see if anybody picks up on it. Tom, and if you leave me, don't say goodbye because you're all that I need to get by. Oh, nice words, Gene. Wonderful. What a wonderful sentiment. Go to him. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm, I, know, I know we won't be disappointed. Somebody is going to get that. I may have to drop that in, give him a hint. Okay. All right. Go to him. Tom, thank you. Shout it out, Loudcast fans and listeners and Loudcasters and Kiss Army. Thank you. Guys, thank you as always. Uh, we love that you're part of the family here. Keep the support, the feedback going. Uh, let's keep the Kiss Army going. Thank you, guys, and thank you, Zeus, as always. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 